0: Hi, and thanks for tuning in to my adventures at home brewing. I'm Dan Matthews, and come along with me as we talk about things for new home brewers, from gadgets to how we got started, to I don't know all the mistakes we make along the way. So come along for the ride and have a beer or two along the way. Hi, and thanks for tuning in to my adventures at home brewing. I'm Dan Matthews, and. Come along with me as we talk about things for new home brewers, from gadgets to how we got started, to I don't know all the mistakes we make along the way. So come along for the ride and have a beer or two along the way. So thanks for uh, tuning in. Like I said, my name is Dan Matthews. I've been a home brewer now for about a year. Um, And I guess I've really first started out homebrewing way back in the early 2000s when uh, my wife bought me my first uh, homebrew kit, uh, be it the plastic carboy, the the brew bucket, and uh, a uh, LME kit or liquid uh, malt extract in a can. And, yeah, and a learning curve I really don't think I was ready for. So, um, yeah, yeah. I jumped in both feet because I love beer and I went for it. Uh, Needless to say, it didn't always make the best beer. And I think part of that is because I really didn't know what I was doing. I really didn't have at the time a wealth of knowledge of actually to f- try and figure out where I was going wrong, what I was doing right what I really needed to do. And had that, along the way, things might have been different. Um, so when I was making this, I did everything I was supposed to do. I, you know, I had my my pot and put the uh, the the malt extract into the pot with the boiling water. I boiled it, transferred it into the bucket, and then I had to cool it down. And you know, doing it the old school way, you put it in your kitchen sink. You fill the sink with cold water and ice, and you turn it into a giant cooler. And you try to cool everything down as fast as you can at that time I really really didn't understand what it was what really needed to be done for things like sanitation what you, what you should use for bottles how airlocks worked and whatnot and I ran into a lot of problems um, I'll give you an example um, when I got my kit uh, I had everything apart I was having a great time looking and ooing and awning getting ready to do everything I thought I had everything cleaned um, ready to go transferred everything into the bucket but the bucket didn't have a lid or an airlock so i was like oh okay uh i got was an easy way to fix this i went and got saran wrap covered it over and then i uh got a like a piece of string and tied everything off and trying to keep as much of the crap out of it as possible and things i thought were going great it looked like everything was doing fine but i really didn't know about uh you how ha- you should keep things uh out of the direct sunlight uh temperatures for yeast uh and uh what it's like to create a bottle bomb so <laughs> i learned the hard way the beers weren't that great i gave up uh i put the 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 uh equipment away for a long time and then i went on with my life and i had been serving in the military at the time i've now retired after 21 years and i went back to working part-time at a really cool uh, craft brewery here in ottawa ontario and i started to get that little kind of nudge to want to try and do it again but i really wasn't sure so there was a young summer student at the at the brewery i gave him all my kit that i had here go have fun and i think today he's still he's still homebrewing with it which is great i'm glad i went to somebody who uh who needed it now come forward to where now i am homebrewing and i wasn't gonna mess around i guess uh i jumped in both feet and decided to learn how to do it, uh the way we do it at the brewery and because i'm very fortunate because i work at a great one called straight Dog home brewing on oh, not straight Ag home brewing. straight out brewing company sorry mark sorry Justin. and uh yeah they were uh they've been phenomenal for advice on on home brewing and all things home brewing and uh have guided me in along the way of where I should be looking at and what I should do and things like that. Um, Getting back into brewing, I realized it was going to be a bit of an investment and I knew if I went and I looked, I would be able to find things used. And that's what I think as a new home brewer, a lot of us have a hard time really grasping is that you don't necessarily need to buy everything brand new, but you should be able to buy some things that are in really good shape. So I went online and I went looking for used gear. And I was fortunate enough in the fact that I went on Kijiji and I found uh, a glass carboy, a bucket, a bunch of bottles, uh, some tubing, uh, you name it. And this guy had it. And he wanted to get rid of it, and it would cost me $70. Normally, something like that, with all that gear put together, probably over a probably hundred some odd bucks. So I was really excited. Uh, and then I went and started looking at things for sanitizing, I needed a hydrometer. Uh, and so all in all, for initially, everything probably cost me about $200. That also includes the, the ingredients for my first beer. Um yeah, so things were going along, and i really initially I had thought about or I had talked to one of the guys I work with at stray dog his name is Bert, really cool guy, and uh I thought initially we were gonna work out of his uh out of his but on his system that he has and it didn't quite work out, which was fine. Uh, but Bert has been a good wealth of knowledge as well, because he's a home brewer. Um, and I started looking at getting a all in one home system. And a lot of people were telling me I should go and I should buy a grandfather. Don't get me wrong, grandfather's are fantastic pieces of equipment, but just starting out i wanted something a little more budget friendly and pound for pound and a lot of the reviews that i've been reading uh i wound up buying something called a robo brew and it what it is is it's your boil kettle and mash tun all in one which is and it's all electric which is actually really cool so everything is self-contained so it makes your life when it comes to doing cleanup and everything else a little easier so My RoboBrew actually cost me about 500 bucks. So all in all, my investment uh, for my uh, brewing system, for uh, my initial, say, buy of used equipment probably cost me about $600. Now, if I had bought the Grandfather, the Grandfather would have cost me $1,000. So what you want to do is you want to weigh out the pros and cons of all your gear, what the benefit of them is, what, what it does, what and whatnot, and go from there. And I've been fortunate in the sense that by using my RoboBrew, I've learned some pretty cool tricks here and there to try and make things easier when it comes to my brew day. So now that I've actually bought my homebrew system and whatnot, you need stuff to put the beer into once it's done fermenting. Actually, you need something to put the beer into when it's fermenting before you get to the packaging part. So like I said, I got I had gotten a glass carboy and also a, a brewing bucket with a lid and, and a couple of airlocks. Excuse me. And it's been actually pretty cool. Um, This is when I started learning about things from the guys where it should be kept, uh, they should be uh, kept in a relatively cool place. It should be. uh, out of the direct sunlight. Otherwise, yeasts give off some really nasty after flavor. Uh, it, it could actually cause it to oxidize or give it a really bad off flavor if you heat it up too much. And it's been a major learning curve. Um, and a lot of things I find is uh, I am doing a lot of reading, more than I have ever done for anything I've ever done. It, but it, it's been fascinating what I've been finding online about stuff. And there's so many things you can do. You can, uh, you can do stills, you can do whatever. But the big thing I'm finding for new home brewers is it's intimidating when it actually comes to trying to figure out what you want to do or what you want to buy or how you want to invest in things. And you also got to look at how much room you have to do stuff. I know a lot of people, they use the, the propane burners and the kegels and uh, a three-vessel system. And if that works for you and you like going old school like that, Bonus, go for it. There's nothing wrong with the, with choosing uh, equipment that you are comfortable with and you understand really, really well. Only hiccup is, is that when you're done cleaning for that, you got to find a place to store it all. So that's why I found that all-in-one uh, electric system is very easy to clean and put away. The only hiccup with it is, is that you have to be uh, you have to pay attention to for when you're actually doing your hop additions is because you, if you have a pump on it, so a recirculation pump, uh, you've got to be careful with some of the hop particulate may clog your pump, which I've actually done twice now on my, on my Robo Brew. Where I've had to take it apart, clean it out, put it back together again and carry on. So I have found out some cool hacks that maybe on another episode or two down the, ro- down the road, uh, I'll, uh, I'll touch base and I'll let you know what I do. So, all in all, starting out is actually not as intimidating as you think. But you should really consider how much you really want to invest in something. When I first started out homebrewing, there were like the U-Brew stores and things like that, where you could actually go and brew on the premises and things like that. Uh, since being here in Ottawa since 2006, I haven't seen any of those stores anymore. I mean, I've seen them for making wine and things like that, but I don't see them anymore for making beer. And maybe they should come back. Let me know what you think. Should there be U-brew stores coming back where you actually can go and other do liquid malt extract, dry malt extract, or all grain brewing at? Uh, let me know who knows maybe one might pop up again here in Ottawa um yeah so that's about it for this episode really uh there's really not much else I can talk about about just starting out other than do your research get into your books have a lot of fun and uh we'll go from there um yeah so this episode's actually gonna be kind of short uh Probably on my next episode or two, I'm going to be having some guests come online. Uh, I am probably going to be talking. Well, probably, I will be talking to uh, uh, a gentleman fra- who uh, has a really cool um, YouTube channel called Short, Short Circuit Brewing short-circuit brewers his name is Brian and he has uh, been one of the people that actually I watched a lot on YouTube when I came to reviews for uh, doing things like purchasing my uh, my Robo brew and, and um, one of my conicals that I have now uh, for Mozilla which has been fantastic uh, another guest I'm looking at having is a gentleman who is the host Coulter, uh, who's the host of uh, homebrewing DIY and about how he got into it and what. Are some of the things that new homebrewers should be really aware of when they're looking at getting into this really cool hobby and then oh i may i may have the guys in from uh, from stray dog and maybe also from a really cool beer tour company what they what they find with home brewers. so thanks a lot and uh come along for the ride next time and have a beer or two with us as we talk about my adventures in homebrewing